All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of As the Drum Turns. I'm Laura Smith here with Jeff Hollingshead. Jeff, how's it going today? It's going great. Great, great. Hey, we had a ton of fun in your hometown. Uh, over Detroit. The- yes, yes. Absolutely. How did it feel to be back in your Felt good. Hometown? You know, uh, back where I grew up on those streets, it's, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Just I, kidding, but it was a yeah. really awesome night. We had we had a lot of people show up, and yep. with their we had a lot of young kids um, and a lot of grandkids. It was just really cool to see that everybody coming in wearing their tigers, um, even non Tigers fans. I think you and I became Tigers fans, and your whole family certainly. Yeah, so yeah. We bought a few hats. We bought a hat. <laughs> I, I found a hat that that fit, fit your big head. old head. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a great night. It was beautiful, beautiful night. The weather yes. was perfect, and had a lot of. Um, hundreds and hundreds of folks that come and so I was glad glad to see everyone I had a lot of folks from Northwest Michigan that made the drive to to come be with us too so I appreciate uh, seeing Derek and his group was mm-hmm. there appreciate them Dan all his guys obviously and uh, enjoyed it, it was just an awesome night it's my first major league baseball game I've ever I've ever been to and that's so uh, a, I just want to stop you right there that's pretty sad I guess it how is how un-American yeah, are you I, I <laughs> but I, now I'm an American because I've got a Hot dog and a Cracker Jacks and all, yeah. all of the above. And yeah. The stadium was really cool. I it was. A lot, lot to do there for the kids. It's like a carousel yeah. in the bottom and then a Ferris wheel. So, yeah, yeah, really great. And, you know, we do all this just to let everyone know how much we appreciate them and uh, certainly the sacrifices they make uh, during the year and, and working hard. So, appreciate everyone. Thank you for all that you do. And, and uh, we'll keep getting better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We've got a, a, an event coming up in Texas, and uh, that's in um, a couple weeks. A, yep, yep. Not this weekend, the next weekend. So we're excited about that, too. Um, we want to b- give a big congratulations to the Zagula family. Yeah. yeah. Mark Zagula Jr. He, uh, uh, he, they just had their first child, so congratulations to him and congratulations to Mike Z is the first grandbaby. First so, grandbaby, yes, yeah. yes, so yes. It was Michael uh, Carson. They're calling him Kit Carson. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. They're going to call him call Kit. him Kit. Yeah, so we'll put him to work here in a few years. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, anything else? Have you visited? Um, have you been uh, anywhere this week? Yeah, been in Dallas this week. Uh, uh, had a busy, uh, good time in Dallas. It was a handful of us, Teddy and Corey and Chris Ross and, and Mike. Yeah. What and are myself. you guys doing in, in Dallas? What did you get done down that down We got that a lot way. done. <laughs> we had a lot done. So, yeah, I had a lot of night pours going. Still working on improving out there. Our service, our service is still... Uh, still a work in progress, and a lot of the trucks that we that we purchased in that acquisition were old and tired. So uh, we ended up having a long day Tuesday, uh, working the night pours, and then uh, I actually spent the whole day with Chris Ross in the shop fixing trucks. So I worked all day uh, turning wrenches. Yeah, was, I enjoyed it. You know, it's been a long time since I've been in the shop all day. So Probably a nice change up. It was good. It was good. I worked with Mr. Gary and Gary is, uh, he told me he was 66 years old and had been there for 40 plus years. I can't remember how many he told me now, but it was 40 plus years he'd been there and, uh, he knew a lot more than I did. So he helped, he helped me and we were partners. So we fixed a lot of different trucks and, and uh, certainly had Chris's help too. He knows he knows everything about those about those trucks. So uh, Cindy actually runs our shop, 
and runs all of our shops in Dallas. And she uh, and her team are doing a phenomenal job. And it's it's very challenging when you've got trucks that are older and tired. Uh, but they're working through it and excited about the future there in DFW. It's such a growing, robust market. We're batching a lot of concrete and an opportunity to batch uh, so much more. So putting our head down, going to keep working. I got the right, we've got the right group of people there. Uh, it's just getting everyone on the same page. Right, right. How's hiring going? I know um, we're always pushing uh, referrals. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. still out there, and, and we're still struggling in a lot of areas. I mean, a lot of areas we're doing really well hiring and others that we're, we're struggling. So uh, anyone that can, please go to SRM Concrete Indeed, look it up, leave a review. People read those things, and we're trying to recruit as many people as we possibly can, word of mouth, tell people yeah. that we're hiring. And, uh, you know, we're looking to hire 500 operators right now. Yeah, we've so. got some videos for, for those of that are on social media, LinkedIn. We've got videos. Just share those, word of mouth. Um, yeah, Let's we say do what we can. Yeah. yeah, it's getting better. And Joe Barry and his group, uh, mm-hmm. they're working hard, and we've, we're making some good progress. But we've still still got a ways to go. That's right. That's right. All right. Anything else before we dive into our book? Well, we've got uh, some acquisition news. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we uh, are purchasing Bowling Green Concrete Bowling today. Green. So excited to announce that, and uh, they've got three locations there in Bowling Green. Uh, so happy to, uh, to have their team members as part of us now and uh, looking forward to see what we can do there in Bowling Green. That's exciting. Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, three, welcome. three more concrete plants. Yeah, welcome, everybody. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have them. That, that area has always been a, a gap for us. So being able to fill it in and, and get our service better is going to be uh, it's going to help us keep improving, awesome. keep growing. Keep growing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, we are we're going over Jack Welch's book, and we're going to dive into this uh, chapter four, um, which is uh, really short but very powerful. It's voice and digni- dignity. It's every brain in the game. Um, and he talks about uh, just everybody wanting an opportunity to have their voice heard. What did what did, what else did you get from this chapter? Well, <clears throat> I think. He, he just spoke about four principles that, that he outlines there again, mission, values, candor, and differentiation. And and basically it gets down to the belief that every person in the world wants voice and dignity and every person de- deserves them. And that's so true. We've talked about this many t- many times and the acronym R, you know, appreciate, recognize, and encourage. That's right. Ties back to what we've been talking about for years with Lee Cockrell and kind of what he spoke about at our uh, first leadership meeting. And that really stuck with me, and I hope that it sticks with everyone, that uh, every person in the world, uh, they want to be appreciated. They want to be recognized. They want to be encouraged. And if if you are a leader, or even if you're not a leader, you can help uh, really disperse that culture and be a part of the culture that allows people a voice and gives them dignity. And, and that's something I think that you can never quit talking about and you, it's always going to be a work in progress because somewhere in the organization we're failing at this and even in moments we fail. You know, I've, I've talked about it before even at, at church that, you know, trying to live a, a good life, you can live a good life and it's a, really an hourly thing. It's not a daily thing or a monthly thing. It's by the minute. It's by the conversation. You can have one really great conversation where you're encouraging someone and then walk into a room with another person. Uh, they say something that's that aggravates you and, and you you say something that you regret. So it's, it's having this really uh, 
being super aware, highly cognizant of the fact that the, what our words matter and uh, we need to try to handle situations in the best way as it relates to, uh, most importantly, our people and also as it relates to our customers because customers want to feel valued and have dignity too. Yeah. And right now, I think it's easy for us just to take for granted our customer because there's so much work out there. We're so busy. We're behind. We're, uh, there's plenty of opportunity for us to have a work and keep our trucks busy no matter what market we're in. So we feel like we can uh, not appreciate our customers maybe the way that we should. And that's that can't be the case, and nor is it the case. We've got to uh, let people know, uh, even when it's busy, how, how appreciative we are because it won't be there like this forever. You know, economies are cyclical, and, and we've got to enjoy the ride that we're on. Mm-hmm. But uh, come a downturn, we're going to need those customers, and, and we've got to try to take care of them in the good times and the bad times. And, and same way with our people. I mean, we you just heard us talk about it. We're obviously recruiting. Uh, how can we recruit if we don't have a culture where there's people have a voice and there's dignity? You know, you got to have both of those things in order to recruit good talent and, and be able to retain good talent. Uh, we need that. And that's the culture that we need. Well, I, I thought it was so great in this chapter. Um, he talks about how he was visiting um, in China. A, a young lady in the audience stood up mm-hmm. and asked, um, you know, why is the refrigeration plant getting all the new equipment while we're getting um, letting laundry suffer? And that's part of the GE. Um, so in all that, he had to stop. He said, hey, why aren't you asking those questions to your own bosses? And uh, the answer, he says, I can't bring that up or I would get killed. And he, he just kind of says, well, how can you ask me? And they said, you know, because we do feel anonymous here, I couldn't help but think about the five on the five principles plaque. You know, Jeff, you're open door. You have your number listed. People can come to you, your dad all the time uh, and they feel anonymous. Why don't some of our people feel anonymous? Why, why, why is it hard for sometimes people to ask questions to their own people over them than it would be for you well you know I, I think for the most part i don't think that's a ter- terrible issue for us okay um, but i do think i do think it happens and okay. and and why it happens you know i don't know uh, i don't I, I do know i mean i think sometimes bosses quote unquote bosses i don't like the term but quote unquote bosses they uh kind of have a top-down approach to management mm-hmm. and and that's not that's not what we need i mean we need to keep it where we're all boots on the ground right and there's a reason why we do what we do right we we drive trucks and i work you know work in shops and and do whatever's asked is because that's not the way we want to run the business we don't want to run the business from an ivory tower or you know yeah. uh not being super engaged you work alongside your people. we're gonna work alongside of our folks when you work alongside someone, yeah. they're gonna feel they're gonna feel open to talk to you, yeah. uh, and it's not. And when they do talk to you, you don't bite their head off. You just listen. There's a lot of times people say stuff I don't agree with. Uh, it was, for example, I was at one of the plants in Dallas, and it was three o'clock in the morning. And I was speaking to the plant manager. This is like this was Tuesday. Uh-huh. You know, uh, we had already been to one plant. And so we we hadn't slept like you know we get to the I got to the hotel at ten we were back at it at two so it's like we had a total of four hours of of you know being at the hotel and so we're back at back at work so you're ill and you know I get to a plan and and you know some of the stuff that this gentleman was saying kind of rubbed me the wrong way and I kind of 
uh, you know, got back right with them. And we kind of had a little conversation there and we ended up on good terms and and also ended up with an appreciation for him in the sense that he really knew how to do his job Mm -hmm. i don't like the way he quite tells the message sometimes but i can't appreciate the fact that he knows how to do his job right and and so i think it's just not being so thin-skinned yeah and we are guilty of it even me in that moment i was probably a little thin-skinned we can all be that way sometimes it's like hey check the ego at the door don't be so thin-skinned you know, who, what is it? at the end of the day, if we're all after the same goal of making this company the best that it can be, uh, then let people air it out, talk to them, and work through the issues, and let's see where we can get better. Sometimes a very suitable answer is no, or or I disagree. And a lot of times I say that I tell people all the time, I, I don't, I don't agree, I don't agree with what you're saying. Uh, I appreciate what you're saying, and that's your opinion, but I don't agree with it. That's okay too. But uh, not allowing people the space to just voice their opinion, tell mm-hmm. people what they think, yeah. uh, and do it in a very respectful way, both you know the person giving the opinion and the person receiving the opinion, I think uh, creates a, a, a very toxic and top-down environment and culture, and that's not what we want. And it, in the book, it talks about the way that they hinder, that they want to hinder the bureaucracy, eliminate, sorry, eliminating some of the bureaucracy is the workout process Process. that they that they put into play yeah and that where they grew they brought in groups of people and they made it a uh a a bit more uh, structured uh than than maybe or systematic than than some other companies or even our company i would think would we don't need to do it that way but right but it wouldn't work for geez hundreds of thousands of people yes makes it it makes sense for them to do that way but basically they bring everyone in and let them just start talking and and brainstorming on how to get every brain in the game you know the the title of the chapter and brainstorming on ways to do things better and and at the end of it they have a list of things and they bring the boss back in and they say they ask him what can we do here here and here and here and he's mandated that 75 percent of the questions that he's asked uh or or she's asked yeah they have to answer right then and give a response yes or no on the spot yes on the spot no. and I, that's something that that we want to be really good at and i think we that is one thing that i think we do really well is that we are quick you know we're quick to answer a question we don't let things linger uh and we want to get get a response to folks as just as soon as possible so let's get every brain in the game he also the one uh, part of this says one of the team members says uh you know i appreciate you getting asking me for 20 years you paid for my hands when you could have had my brain for oh free. my gosh and that was incredible uh, and that's yeah. so true i mean we want Everyone has expertise, and they bring expertise into this job. And uh, we want you not just for what you can do physically, but also what you bring mentally, because mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, that's important too. That's right. That's right. Well, that it was a great chapter and um, a, a, a critical part of this book, I think, just allowing voices to be heard. Sure. So, all right. Well, anything else you got? That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then, until next time, everyone, have a great week. Thanks, everyone.